0: Welcome to the Wellness Within podcast. We are a nonprofit wellness center for patients, survivors, caregivers, and families affected by the trauma of cancer. We provide a wide range of services that enhance an individual's ability to experience quality of life. And we believe that everyone should have access to our programs and conversations, which are offered freely to ensure that no one is ever denied the support they need. If you find inspiration in what we share, we invite you to consider supporting Wellness Within through a donation. Your generosity enables us to continue offering these valuable resources to our community. To make a donation and contribute to the well-being of those facing cancer, please visit our website at wellnesswithin.org or click the link in the episode description. Your support makes a difference, so thank you for being a vital part of our mission. Together, we empower whole person well-being, bridging gaps, and reconnecting to what is most meaningful. Welcome to Wellness Within. We would like to thank Koinonia Family Services, who in part sponsor this podcast. Join us for relaxing meditations and enlivening conversations about topics that support wellness in the presence of cancer. To access our class schedule, to make a donation, or to sign up for our newsletter, please visit www.wellnesswithin.org.
1: In 2017, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and it's a degenerative disease, there's no cure, and it just shifted my life in ways I couldn't imagine, just like any life changing diagnosis does for people. And I kind of got lost for a while and decided I wanted to teach with purpose. And I knew what it meant. I mean, I know that in any given day, I could literally wake up and never be able to knit again. I want to make sure that the time that I spend teaching, because I love teaching knitting so much, there's something about somebody holding up their first hat and being so proud. I just love that experience so much that I wanted to do it in a way that was more impactful.
0: Welcome to our podcast conversation today. My name is Stevie Hanicle, and I'm the Cancer Support Programs Manager here at Wellness Within. And joining us today is the wonderful Teresa Ainsworth. Hi, Teresa. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. So before we begin our conversation, I was wondering if you'll tell our listeners briefly who you are, what you do,
1: and where they can find your business website. Oh, okay. I'm Teresa, obviously. Um, I do professional knitting, but I like to do it in a therapeutic way. So I teach knitting um, with different groups who are at risk or under stress or duress. And so, and I find that it's really been meaningful and helpful. Um, my website is OneThread, and it's one-thread.com. Um, And that's where you can find information about me and my program and what I do. So perfect. Wonderful. We're so honored to
0: have you join us today and excited to have you start offering your yarn therapy classes here with us in the next coming months. So when we first spoke, it was incredibly evident to me just how much love you have for what you do and for your your love for teaching. So I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about
1: When and how you first fell in love with knitting and crochet? Um, I started crocheting in middle school when they actually taught home economics. I don't (laughs) think they call it that anymore or even if they teach it, but that's how I learned. So I was 12 years old around there and I just took to it immediately and absolutely loved doing it and started making baby blankets. I just was out going crazy and then, um, it was something that was easy for me to be portable when my kids were small, and I could always just grab something and put it in the car with me while I was waiting for them to get done with sucker or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so um, then I started working when the kids got older at a yarn shop and started teaching crochet there. And the knitting teacher took my class, and I took her class. And so I learned to knit, and she learned to crochet. And that was probably about 15 years ago. So that's how I learned it. Um, and then I just I'm, – I'm addicted to yarn. So. <laughs> that's amazing so how long in total have you been doing now or how long have you been teaching now well I've been crocheting for 40 years or yeah. knitting for almost 15 I've been teaching for almost 15 years as well that's amazing you're definitely an expert then I would say
0: <laughs> and when did you know that it could be used as a therapeutic and healing tool
1: um I kind of knew it intuitively, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know it officially until I went back to college in my 40s to get my uh, bachelor's in women's studies. And I had applied to the international studies program and got accepted to that and spent a year in West Africa in the country of Ghana. And part of my work there was working with a group of women in a, a village to teach them how to crochet their scrap fabrics into um, stuff they can sell baskets, bags, all kinds of things, rugs. And um, because they would burn their scrap fabrics because they burn their garbage mostly. Mm -hmm. And I, I just thought that would be, I was a service learning program and that was kind of my big project. And as a result of that, I had to write a paper for the department of social work when I was there. And, In that paper, I stumbled across all kinds of um, documentation about the medical benefits of knitting and crochet and how it helped people from Alzheimer's to uh, there's uh, they did a program or they wrote a paper about uh, uh, it's a. Eating disorder clinic where they use knitting as therapeutic um, kind of way to keep people from perseverating on their thoughts. I found another one where they uh, were doing knitting at a, a home for homeless pregnant teens, and it would help them connect and empower them. And there's just tons and tons of research out there about it, and I just stumbled across it and I thought, wow, this is kind of cool. <laughs> so um I just really like that I found an organization that does therapeutic knitting on the east coast called project knit well and when I was in Ghana I thought when I come home that's what I want to do I want to work for that company or something like it and so I started looking around they didn't have anything on the west coast and so I just started one thread so
0: that's kind of how it emerged so. wow that's amazing. And. When you touched on your experience in Ghana, I think, you know, I'm so interested. I'm sure our listeners are too. I was wondering if you could tell a little bit more about that experience. Like what were some of the impactful experiences
1: that maybe stayed with you after you returned? Oh, everything about it. It was such an amazing uh, experience. experience to have you know I started volunteering just helping at a tailor shop and and then when I told her I could teach her uh Alame is the woman who owns it there her, her organization is called Madame Fauxpas which means very good friend in tweet which is the language she speaks and um and we started just crocheting and then all of a sudden the women in the village wanted to learn how to and so I turned it into a school project and we became really close really good friends and they were just so wonderful and welcoming. And, you know, we were in an environment that had electricity, but no running water, dirt floors, you know, everything. It was just kind of an interesting experience. And um, when I, one of the papers that I wrote was I interviewed all of the women in um, the village in Ghana after, after the end of the, the six months I was teaching them. And then I interviewed women that I had taught in the United States, and I asked them the same questions about their experience of knitting together and how does knitting or crocheting bring people together um, who have maybe different belief systems. And when I got the results and I started analyzing the data, um, their questions were almost verbatim, word for word. And you couldn't have two more different demographic groups. And I thought that just speaks to the universality of of knitting and how it can bring people together regardless of ideology or race or country or even language. And um, I really came out of that with a solid foundation of how just universal it is and just how helpful it can be to multiple people. And I think uh, they hosted a dinner for me at the end of my Time and it was all local food that they made, which was a huge honor because they're extremely poor and they insisted on paying for everything. And then we had the dinner, it was you know, we ate a traditional Ghanaian meal, you eat it with your hands, you don't eat it, you know, you don't use silverware. And it was, it was just a beautiful experience. And I still am in contact with a couple of the women that are there. So I That's really so enjoyed it.
0: That's so beautiful. Wow. And yeah, I love how you spoke about the universality of of knitting and crocheting that's just so beautiful and so when you returned from ghana what happened then how
1: did you continue
0: and further your path in teaching
1: um i started one thread is what i did and i just started cold calling people i went to hospitals i went to um i just i I got a client teaching um i was working for dignity health for a while working with their oncology nurse navigators and um that got me connected to working at a cancer center in El Dorado County, which I teach regularly at. As a matter of fact, we start classes next Friday again in person. So I'm so excited. <laughs> um, and I just, to, I, it, my business pretty much died when COVID hit, except for the cancer center. And I, I kept Zoom classes going as best as we could. <laughs> and um, um, now that's back in action. And I'm really super excited about it. So that's fantastic. And so you
0: mentioned you've been you've been teaching there. And so what are what are some of the benefits that you've seen specifically for those affected by major illnesses like cancer?
1: Um there's a few. I mean, for example, I had a woman, you know, who's just sitting down, we're all sitting together and everybody's been touched by major illness in the room, and um, including myself, and so it's kind of um empowering to be able to sit in a room and create things together and be thinking about the future, not thinking, persevating on what's making you ill. You know, when women will say, I just don't feel like wearing my hair today and they'll take their wig off. Or um, I had a woman who said that, you know what I love about coming to this class? She goes, it's, we all get it, but we're not focusing on cancer. We're f- focusing on creating and it, it just has a different energy to it. And I've taught, Bunches of different groups. And I have to say my favorite class is the class I have at the cancer center. Um, It just has such a great energy. Everybody's hugely supportive of each other. It helps with little things too, like neuropathy, which a lot of people who are not chemo get. And it helps with um, just kind of keeping those neurons firing, you know, creating new neural pathways. And so I found that the group in general is just so enthusiastic and they're just so happy to be there and making things basically taking a long piece of string and turning it into something beautiful and when you're focusing on that you're not thinking about all the rest of it so
0: i love that and to add to that i saw an amazing quote on your website i think it was from doctors who promote health benefits of knitting Uh and it was that they said the rhythmic mathematical nature of knitting and crocheting, keep the mind absorbed in a healthy way, providing an escape from stressful thoughts, but allowing for internal reflection. And I feel like that is just so true. Like in my own personal cancer diagnosis and journey, I really found that my fearful thoughts and feelings of unwell seemed to really quiet down when I did crochet or really you know, artistic things with my hands. So I just, I really love that. And I wish for others to be able to experience that as well.
1: Well, once you get over the learning hump, you know, and you get it down, it really is meditative, so, I mean, I think I told you my, my quote, it's on my tagline, it's on my website, it's on my ta- email tagline is that the, um, the act of knitting is a meditation for the work of the hands compels the mind to rest and brings gives free reign to movements of the soul. And I just love that. So <laughs> I don't know who I don't know who originally said it. I can't find it. I've tried to look it up and um, but I love it. So
0: That's wonderful. And so for our listeners who have maybe never tried this or are looking maybe to pick up knitting or crochet, what would you say are the skills
1: and tools that are needed to participate? You don't need a lot. You need knitting needles and some yarn, basically, or a hook, crochet hook, you know, and little scissors, you know, to cut your yarn. Um, You can start with very few. I mean, I have an obscene amount of notions, (laughs) but I've been doing this for a very long time. Um, but you can start with pretty much basically knitting needles in a ball of yarn and go from there. Um, and really, you just have to, you have to probably know how to read. And even then you probably could still learn if it didn't know how to read a pattern. So um, it's pretty essential. I mean, you're, it's kind of elemental in a lot of ways. I like using natural fibers and it's been around for 2000 years. Knitting has been. And so when you think about the staying power of a, a art like that, it, I think it has that for a reason. So you don't need a lot to learn. I think it's pretty basic. I love that. 2000
0: years I had no idea. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cool.
0: And so and that's great. You know, and I think when we spoke last time too, you said that you would be putting together some optional kits even for those that would attend your class at Wellness Within um so that they can get started too, right?
1: Yes, I found that it's really the best way to teach somebody to knit, especially if they've never even done it before, is I usually I have several kits in different balls of yarn and I knit the first four rows. And get them, get them cast on, knit the first four rows, and then let them just learn how to knit first before we worry about what we're going to make. Just get the skills down. And even casting on can be intimidating, which is why I, I like to start with just learning how to knit. Just, just pick it up. And it's if you do that and you get that down, then you learn how to purl. And then you learn how to cast on. And then you can learn how to make things. And so it's pretty simple. And so the kits that I provide are basically a ball of yarn and, and knitting needles. And the first four rows. So
0: that's perfect.
1: And so can you tell us a little bit about your your teaching style and the environment that you cultivate in your classes? I like everybody to like what they're working on. And, And I tend to find project classes a little intimidating for some people. If everybody's making the same thing and somebody's a really good knitter and somebody's still struggling and they're finished with their hat first and the other one's still getting the rim going, then you're comparing yourself. And I I feel like that defeats the purpose of connecting and creating and feeling proud about what you're working on. And so I tend to let everybody work on whatever they want to. I can give suggestions. I can help. Sometimes I do projects where not everybody has to participate, but we're all knitting on the same thing. Um, I tend to do that when I'm on Zoom because it's easier to do a, net along or crochet along in that manner. But for the most part, everybody works on what they want to. And I feel like if you're like what you're making, then it's better. Not everybody wants to make a hat or not everybody wants to make a cell phone case or whatever, you know? So if if everybody's making something that's inspiring to them with yarn that feels good to them, then I think the experience overall is better for everyone. It's harder for me, but it's better for everyone else. So. <laughs>
0: And so Teresa, I was wondering how has your teaching style developed over time or changed over time?
1: Um, I started teaching predominantly people who just, it was a bucket list item for people and they were predominantly wealthy white women for the most part. And um, in 2017, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and it's a degenerative disease. There's no cure and It just shifted my life in ways I couldn't imagine, uh, just like any life-changing diagnosis does for people. And I kind of got lost for a while and decided I wanted to teach with purpose. And I knew what it meant. I mean, I know that in any given day, I could literally wake up and never be able to knit again. And I want to make sure that the time that I spend teaching because I love teaching knitting so much. There's something about somebody holding up their first hat and being so proud. Um, I just love that experience so much that I wanted to do it in a way that was more impactful and with people who I could help um, because that just makes it more meaningful for me. So that's, that's how it's shifted over time. That's wonderful.
0: And then to our
1: listeners, if you're like me
0: and are inspired by Teresa's story and her love for knitting and crochet, she will be starting to offer her classes here at Wellness Within in the coming months. So keep a lookout on our program calendar for her classes. And we'll also be sure to let you know within our bi-weekly newsletter and social media posts as well. So Teresa, in the meantime, can you share with our listeners again, how they can get in contact with you and take
1: your classes? Um, you can take my classes um, wherever. I mean, I do teach at a yarn shop in Placerville called Lofty Lou's um, and they have, I have a June class. I teach every Tuesday there. You can call Lofty Lou's in Placerville Look- um, you can call me, my phone number, 530 651 4047, or email me at teresa at one-thread.com. And that's how you can get a hold of me. So
0: wonderful. And then, do you have any parting words that you would like to leave our listeners with today? I
1: do. I have a quote that I found that I really, really like. And it's um, knitting may not on the surface seem relevant to the engines that run the world, but at its essence, it's actually quite vital for knitting, which can express so many emotions, most often expresses love. And then when all else is lost, love is what most often stays with us. Um.
0: Thank you so much, Teresa. We are so excited for your classes here at Wellness Within. And thank you for our listeners for joining this conversation today. For more information about our classes and specifically our expressive arts classes, please visit our site, www.wellnesswithin.org. Thank you, everyone, and take care.